Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing. Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am your host, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world. Welcome to the show. Guys and girls, this is episode 105, and I am your co-host, J.P. Miller, coming from rural Virginia. I like it. I like it. Uh, JP holding down the East Coast branch of the Fast Brackets podcast. Um, how are things out your way this week, JP? Uh, weather's good. A little cool at night, but um, really go fast weather around here. So I know a lot of these guys are chomping at the bit for this weekend. We like that. Um, yeah, you are locked and loaded to go to the PDRA World Finals. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We're going to go try to not get our head kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've worked hard, really hard on your program this this summer, uh, all this year, really. And um, you, fe- you feel like you got a good combo going into into this uh, last race of the year, or at least last big I, race I for do. you? I got, a, I got a really, really good baseline, and I think I've got a, a lot of room to improve on it. Um, it's just going to take laps. Um, but I think... I think we got enough to go down here and get in the show and see if we can go some rounds. Yeah, well, to your point, it it probably is going to be uh, a fast show, which is we know what Tyler and the boys like to see, and the the show is going to probably put up some impressive bump spots. I would think specifically in elite, but I would say in uh, you know the uh, thirty two top sportsmen as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be quick all the way through if the weather holds like it's been doing i think it's going to be they're going to be flying if they can keep a track under yeah that's the that's a little bit of the key with that as well right because um this time of year gets a little tricky especially for um the guys that are throwing a lot of juice at the track i mean it it just gets it just gets a little tricky it can be fun um if it if it uh sticks but it gets a little tricky as well yeah, it's just keeping heat in the track is the main thing. And when you, you get in the evening time, the temperature drops pretty quick and you start losing track tip. And once you get to a certain point, you know, it's just you can't keep any heat in it. But they, they do an excellent job at that, so I don't foresee any problems. Um, they've got probably some of the best track prep crew and personnel in the world. So I know they'll have that thing on kill and they'll have everything good and good and ready for us. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. They've uh, they just do such a great job with that whole program, and uh, I know everybody that is heading there is is fired up to finish off this thing strong. So, uh, good luck to you, my man, and everybody else going to 
the PDRA World Finals this weekend. Uh, JP, that said, um, we've got a great guest on today. Like we we really do. And um, Frank Vlope is going to come on and he's going to talk about top sportsman and driving his top sportsman Mustang, which, man, <laughs> viewers, longtime listeners of the show know that I rarely encourage, rarely encourage, or do I promote uh, Mustang driving of any nature, but uh, Frank is uh, so good at it. We had to have him on. Yeah, it's a it's a nice looking ride though. It's it's got a really nice paint job. Looks like it's set up really well. Um, so it, it's I will say this for it, I'm not a big Mustang fan myself, but this is a this is a really nice looking car. So I I will I will concede that point. <laughs> <laughs> credit where credit is due, right? Yes, sir. All right, well, let's get to doing whatever it is that you do while you listen to the show. Make your commute, clean the shop, work on the old heap, but metaphorically speaking, get your helmet on, get strapped in, because here we go. All right, let's make a pass. Let's get them hot. Let's put this thing in the water box. JP, what is what is the hot topic this week? I mean, what what do we need to talk about that is really burning in everyone's mind? I think the uh, I think the points in uh, NHRA um, top top drags and top sportsmen uh, looks like we had a little bit of a shakeup since the last time we talked. We didn't get to get real in depth in it, but uh, it's definitely moved around in the top. Um, dragster and top sportsman is a dog fight um it's gonna come down to the wire and top sportsman uh and top dragster it looks like you got jeremy hancock leading the way now um with 589 points uh right behind him is aaron stanfield with 524 points um zachary sackman 523 points and our buddy rusty baxter is sitting at 512 you have Alan Kennedy at five. Um, excuse me, Alan Kenny at five hundred three. Uh, Thomas Bayer at four eighty seven. Wayne Landry at four seventy. Dane Ward at four seventy. Al Peebler the second at four seventy. Blake Peebler at four sixty nine. So there'll be some <laughs> shuffling around right in that area. Um, right. Kevin Wright at four forty six and Brianna Weens at four forty four. So it's. Dang. It looks like in the in the lower half of that, it's kind of tight. That could probably move around some. I don't know. Um, well, then I don't know if Hancock takes it or not, but it's looking that way. Yeah. So um, that what strikes out to me is that you know you have guys like um, Alan Blake Peveler who you know just came off the double divisional. So guys that you know obviously Blake Peveler last year's national champion, like he he's got it. Obviously, always a threat. Had a great year this year, but do some of those guys still have points they can make up, right? And so the the people yeah. out west, and and I don't know if Brianna, for instance, has enough opportunity yet, but she's still within striking distance. Like for instance, the Vegas Divisional maybe makes a run there and and sneaks in. Not sneaks. That's not the right word, but because she's still got points to claim, you know has a chance to win it yet. So it really interesting if you ask me. Yeah, it is. It is. Um and 
it's even closer than top sportsman. It, it's gonna be it's gonna come down to the wire and uh the top four, I right now, just depending on how it shakes out, it could be anybody's game. Um you got Vince Oda at five sixteen, uh Darian Bosch at five oh four, Don Mazir at five oh one, Lance Abbott at four ninety four, Curtis Frederick at four eighty three. Ed Oakland at 481. Frederick Perkins the third at 441. Alan Firestone at 440. Uh, Jeff Brooks at 438. And Paul Mitchell at 437. So there'll be some shuffling in that. Uh, <laughs> the championship will probably come down to the wire, and it'll be shuffling all the way down through the top ten. So we've got three guys within, what, five points of each other at the top three? Yeah. That's yep. that's insane. I mean, especially the. I mean, to say that there are three guys within five points in October, I mean, that is absolutely insane. I don't think you could really call it any tighter than that. And like you say, you, you've still got um, you still got people on the West Coast that um, you know have the Vegas Divisional coming to them, and you know that that really I think is a, is going to loom large, but. That's really, man. It's it's super tight. I don't remember it being this tight, uh, you know, very recent like that. Especially in top sportsmen, and we know Darian Bosch just coming off a win. Vince Hoda, yeah. very very capable. Um, man, these this is this is gonna be fun down the wire. Yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch in the next couple of weeks, and all those guys up there are capable of getting it done. So, you know, it it just dawned on me, JP, that um, so Steve Kasner has been you know, top dragster standout in division seven has really been working hard to get more uh, prize money for those guys out West. And he rounded up six grand to the winner. Um, I believe on both sides, top sportsman and top dragster to the divisional out in Famoso. And I'm wondering if, you know, like his, the whole point is to bring more racers to the track, right? When you have yeah. a bigger purse, that's a, that's the whole point of this thing. So you wonder and I don't know that it will, but it, it you wonder if maybe that impacts this thing because this is so tight. You wonder if having a few extra cars means another round, means that, you know, it, it, this is a year where one or two points could actually impact um, in a significant way the national championship. Absolutely. And hats off to him for doing that. That's, uh, that's kind of some of the reason behind me getting into promoting was to try to make a little bit better purse for guys and girls that have these type of cars. Um, right. So when right. you see somebody doing that to that level, it's always good. Uh, I know if I, if I, if I ran in HRA and was reasonably close to that, I would definitely be there with my car trying to get that six grand. That's it's, it. it's only about 2000 miles from you, JP. Like just, I mean, yeah. let's make this happen. What are we, what are we doing? <laughs> let's, let's make this thing happen. It's six K <laughs> baby. It's six, you know, um, <laughs> Absolutely, uh, you know, kudos to Steve Kasner for, and and I know he's had some help, but he he's kind of the ringleader out there. So congrats to him for getting that done. And I I just hope they get a bunch of cars. I mean, I hope they get yeah. a bunch of cars, and and uh, you know everybody goes after it because it's a big deal. That's a big deal. I think that almost triples the prize money, right? For for a regular yeah. divisional. So that's yeah, great that stuff. Huge for top, top All right. Well then, uh, you've you've dug into this points uh, chase here a little bit. So, do you have a prediction on either side? Like uh, at this point, do you can you want to make a call? 
Um, I think Hancock takes it in top dragster. Of course, Aaron Stanfield is, is sitting back there, so it could. But I think Hancock takes it in the top dragster. Top sportsman, I don't. Oh, that's. I don't know how that's going to shake out. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I love the guys that have been on the show, Darren Bosch, Vince Hoda, et cetera. I love those dudes, but I think it might be Don Nazir's year, like especially with it kind of coming out to him that, you know, uh, and I'm not saying the series comes to him. That's not right, but but he's got a few events out there, um, has an opportunity to either gain some points or improve on some points that he has. It just feels like maybe this is the year because um, he's been knocking on the door for a long time. Right. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I, I'm going if I got to make a prediction, I'm going to go with just because of the way he's been running lately. I'm going to go with Darian Bosch. That hard to, I mean, so you're really going out on a limb is what you're telling me, JP. Like you're really going yeah. out on a limb. <laughs> I probably I hope I didn't just jinx him, but <laughs> well, <laughs> we're gonna talk about him in a little bit. But man, my man is on fire, and uh, he is becoming, you know, Stevie fast ish in our world. I mean, he is he is fast. Yeah. He is good, uh, all around good dude. But man, like uh, just lighting wind lights everywhere. Absolutely. All right, let's put this thing in the beams presented by AFCO Racing Products. On with us now from Poughkeepsie, New York. He finished seventh in Division I in Top Sportsman last year. He is a two-time NHRA divisional winner this year, first of all in Maple Grove and most recently in St. Louis. And he has, and this is really hard for me to say, but he does have a beautiful Mustang. On with us now, Frank Vlope. How are you tonight, Frank? Good. How are you? I'm excellent, but I am not nearly as good as you are because I do not have two Wallies to my name this year. <laughs> yeah, I got lucky, but I'll take it. <laughs> you, you've had a really good year. I do not think it's all luck. Um, take us back a little bit. Um, take, take us back to when you first got behind a race car or how, how you got involved with the sport. Uh, my father used to race. He's not with us anymore, but he used to race and he'd take me as a kid and I just, it stuck with me. And was he, he's when a Mustang, turn, he was oh, a Mustang guy. He was a Mustang guy yes, too. Of course. Oh, geez. Of okay. Course. All right. I know how this is going to go. <laughs> I know how this whole conversation is going to go. Go on. All right. So when I turned 18, I got my first car and I went to Englishtown and just started bracket racing then I started going faster and cared more about street racing. And one day I just woke up and said, what the heck am I doing? Let me join a class and race, you know, the right way. And I jumped into Supergas. And uh, I ran, I started Supergas 04 to 2017. And then 2018, I came out with the top sportsman car. And, um, Talk, talk us through that process. Like, what was the decider for you to say, hey, listen, I've, I've had a good run in Supergas. 
Um, but now it's time to, you know, to step it up a little bit or, you know, go faster anyway in top sportsman. What was the major decider for you? Basically, that was the speed. I wanted to go faster and try something different. My super gas car goes 990 at 170, so it wasn't slow, but I wanted to go faster. Sure, sure. So um, so is that the car that you drive now, that Mustang? Yes. Is that, okay. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that thing, because it is sharp. Thank you. Uh, CF Race Cars built it in New York. Ryan Corrick in Pennsylvania painted it. And uh, it's got a JA Performance 622 cubic inch naturally aspirated motor and a select transmission. Power glide. So no, no, uh, no spray or anything on it. Just no. On it all over. Okay. On uh, motor. What do you, what do you typically run? ET1? Uh, down out there, I was going six. I qualified 693, and I, during the race it warmed up, so I was 697. 698 okay. around there. Nice. That that's moving for for not spraying at all, like to run in the sixes naturally aspirated is absolutely moving, Frank. Yes, it it is. Thanks. And it's a pretty a, uh, it's pretty good piece. This is all Ford power on. No, plant. actually Chevy. Okay. Uh, all right. This makes more sense now. Okay. Yeah. All right. This... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so you said a 622, Frank, is that right? That's a, yes. that, that's still, I mean, you know, I, when you say, Hey, I'm running naturally aspirated in the sixes, you know, I, I would expect you to say, okay, I've got a, you know, five point something bore space, you know, like yeah. pretty, pretty yeah. stout Seven, something. Four, so, yeah. so to run, you know, um, 622 is, is really impressive. Is that a combo you've, yeah. you've had for a long time? I actually bought that engine off of Artie DeCesa, who used to run Top Sportsman. He got out of it. I always liked the way his car ran, so I bought his engine. and I bought the combo, engine, tranny, converter. Okay. Um, well, obviously it works. I mean, whatever it yeah. is, like it, it is working. Um, that That's pretty impressive. Um, and it's a power glide in that? Yes. Okay. Um, wow, that's, that's really um, great stuff. So um, well, talk us through a little bit um, how you came on um, the Mustang and, you know, really like uh, from that standpoint, was there any other decision for you or was it just like Mustang or nothing? Uh, basically Mustang or nothing. <laughs> I've seen a picture of Mike Castellano's Pro Mod that he didn't run for too long in National Dragster and I just fell in love with that car. It was all black. It was a brand new Mustang body. And I said, I have to have one. And Basically, that was it. And what year is that then? Because I, I'm, I can. 2018. Be, uh, eight. Okay, so 18, it's yeah. so it's it's a brand new. I mean, it was a brand new piece when you brought it out, and yeah, um, and it's still still a looker. Very very impressive. Thank you. Really short Thank you. Well, you you're from Poughkeepsie, New York. I mean, that is, yeah. um, you know, the the East Coast version. Obviously, run Division One. But you most yeah. recently won in St. Louis in the Division Three event. What yeah. what possessed you to cross the Mississippi River to, or get close to the Mississippi River, I should say, and race there in Gateway? Well, my son was up there in points in Supergas. He had races to claim, 
So I figured it was a double out there. It's a no-brainer. Let's go. I brought my car. He brought his. I didn't race the first race because I was afraid of not qualifying. So I just sat back and watched it. We qualified Saturday night, and it was very cold. I figured this is my best shot I'm going to pick up, and cars might not get down the track, and basically that's what happened. A lot. There was a few fast cars that didn't get down, so that allowed me to make the field. Well, that's an interesting point because I, if I remember right, the bump for that first race in Saint was a six ninety seven, and that's about where you're at, right? I probably could have made the field. I, I'm kicking myself in the butt now for not trying. <laughs> but <laughs> what can I do now? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, that that's really interesting though um but, but the second leg of that divisional then um there was either people broke and or like you said couldn't get down because and and give those guys at St. Louis a credit i mean the the track prep crew worked um they they really yes. worked over the weekend right but but it was cold yep they did after round of, of of a class they would go out and drag the track and they they did a good job they were trying yeah i think you know that whole crew is is uh you know prepped by the best kurt johnson and um and you know his uh his lovely um partner there and but they've trained that whole crew there and so you know that's good but but it doesn't make it easy it, it doesn't make it easy on a cold track and um you know so that was a that was a good strategic move on your part to get in and then then you capitalized walk us through the race a little bit from that standpoint like it was there a round that kind of like you went oh wait i got a chance to win this thing now uh after well the first round first well i was obviously the slower car every round so the first round I ran Macy Higgins. I think he dialed 656, and I beat him. The second round I ran Bob Mandel, I think is his name. Uh-huh, yep. 55 with a big blower on it. Yep, yeah. When we did our burnouts, I couldn't even hear my car. That thing is so loud. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I ended up beating him. I don't think he, oh, he broke out. So I beat him. Okay. Third round, the guy red-lighted to me. And I blew the t- I shook the tires bad, so I was happy he red lighted because I didn't get down either. So let and me ask you this. Semi, I, well, let I, me ask you this, though, Frank. So okay, so it's the the third round. The the guy red lights, so you get the win, but you do shake the tires. So when you're going back to the pits, then what did you make an adjustment, or or you just say, I hope it doesn't shake him next round. Honestly, I well, the burnout. The car was going very. Uh, which way was it going? To the the back was kicking out to the left. Okay. So I just chalked it up as a crappy burnout. Okay. I had a lift because otherwise I think it would have hooked and hit the tree. You know, one uh, of those crazy burnouts. I right. Did. Right. So I chalked it up to that, and it paid off because fourth round and fifth, it went straight as you know, straight as could be. Okay. All right. Because that that probably was in your head a little bit. Like, hey, wait a second. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> But um, you just got them sticky, and it and it uh, planted them and did the did the job, right? Yes. Yep. Um, did you did um, outside of it going down the track straight? Um, did you feel like you had to to make a run 
uh, you know, in the semifinals and the finals, or how, how did the, the last two rounds shake out for you? Uh, the, the semi, I just, I don't, I don't know who it was. I don't know his name. It was a black Corvette with red in it. I'm not familiar with division three, so yeah. I can't really help you there, but I just treat him and was able to lift to take the strike. And the, and the final, the guy went red also. Perfect. Right. Just how you drew it up. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. You know what? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> the, the, absolutely. Well, I think that's that's really brilliant on your part because I mean, there's some strategy involved, um, and then you had to make a tough call, right? Uh, going into the semifinals, yeah. say, okay, do I change something or or can we get through this? Um, yeah. And then, then you have a break your way. That that that's all part of it in my book, man. Like. Uh, mm-hmm getting that thing so you go there for your son really to run uh super gas and then you end up bringing home the wally yes <laughs> yeah he he lost first round the first day and lost the quarters the second day so um, he gained points but we didn't leave there like we thought we were gonna we okay. were hoping to i should say okay yeah um, well that's got to be really yeah, cool but... racing with your son right yes yeah, it is. You ever think about throwing the stop back on and kind of going out there playing blocker for him? Or... <laughs> <laughs> With my car? No. <laughs> no. That's that's a good combo. Um, so who who all goes with you when you're when you're on the road? You guys go to you know load up and you're coming to um, Southern Illinois. Who who's all in the rig and how does that how does that work? This trip was only me and my son. My wife did not want to. It, it took me 15 hours to get there. Yeah. She says, I can't deal with sitting in that for that long. Go without me. So it was just me and my son. But usually your wife goes along? Yeah. she. Uh, if I do 10 races, she might go to nine of them. Okay. So right. most of the time she's there. All right. That's good. Um, who, besides your son and your wife that go... Um, is there anybody that helps you helps your program, Frank, or um, anybody that uh, has been um, important in your program? Race, uh, see uh, Charlie and Fred from CF Race Cars. They don't come to the track, but when I have issues, I call them and they'll, they'll walk me through what to do if yep. I have a you know a suspension problem or something. Did, Ed did, from Select Performances. He's pretty knowledgeable. He helps helps me out a lot. Um, that, and, uh, yeah, that's really it. Gotcha. Gotcha. You've been doing it a long time. Um, and so there probably isn't much that shakes you. No, I, well, I, I don't know everything. I don't, you know, I'm not going to claim that I know everything. I do need help sometimes. And, uh, I just make phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it's done. Yeah. Yeah. You mainly yep. run NHRA or do you do any other? other series i went to one pdra race back in 2020 when covid first hit because hmm. i nhra was shutting stuff down so i said there was the galat race i think it was the beginning of the year right. i went there because i said told my wife i don't know what race we're going to be doing they're racing let's go <laughs> and they are fast 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are yeah. fast down there. Uh, well, I'm, I'm one of the slower guys, but <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, barely, yeah, I think I qualified 44th out of 48. I got in, but you know, that that was it, the yeah, it, it, it's tough. <laughs> but that was when we when you everybody was kind of like, are we ever going to get to race it? Like, we better do it if we can. Like, let's go. Yeah, right? and it, it was it was really yeah. really fast. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. Um. But you like the mile per hour, Frank. So that's that's why you want to go quarter mile, right? You don't want to do eighth mile stuff. Yeah. You, you want well, a mile I, per hour. I've always, I honestly, I don't mind eighth mile. I don't mind. It just happens so much quicker. Yeah. And, uh, I save more fuel, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of fuel, you're you said you're loading up and you're going south, right? Because you've got a couple more points you got to make. Because um, your your yeah. goal is the divisional championship, correct? Yes, yes. And the way I'm I going have... to Orlando this weekend for a divisional. Okay, okay. And the way I have it right now, I have you either tied or second. I can't, I can't quite figure this thing out. Um, but, um, but essentially primed. Um, if you win a couple more rounds, you could win the divisional, um, division one in top sportsman. I mean, it sounds like that is right there yeah. for the taking. Yes, it's uh. I hope I do it, obviously, but if uh, Brooks goes, Jeff Brooks is in number one. Okay. If he goes a few rounds and I go out, he's the champ. If I go a few rounds and he goes out early, I'm the champ. So, you know, it could go either way. I hope it goes my way. Yeah, like, uh, but actually, that's pretty interesting. The Henry J and a Mustang um, kind of battling it out, and, you know, it's a lot of Camaros everywhere else on the planet. But uh, in Division yeah. One, it's a it's a little bit different. My guess is too, um, <laughs> Frank, that your wife doesn't mind the long trip to Orlando. Is that accurate? <laughs> Why? Because it's nice and warm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think she, she's not coming to this one either. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah, you, she's setting it out. All right. Well, you won without her um, this past weekend, so uh, yeah. you know, go get it done again. What the heck? Thank you. Gonna try. Um, is that the, is that the last race then, Frank? Is Orlando yes. okay? All right. Um, well, there's one in Vegas, but I am not going out there. Yeah, it's too far. Yeah, it's a, it's a haul, right? That's a that's yep. a haul. Well, okay. Well, Frank, thank you so much for coming on. Like, we wish you well. We're gonna be rooting on rooting you on like uh, crazy down there in Orlando. So travel safe and then go get them, huh? Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Good luck to you, buddy. Thank you. Have a good one. Guys, girls, that was Frank Vlope chasing a Division One Top Sportsman Championship. Today's Half-Track Report is brought to you by DragRaceLawyer.com. If you have legal needs, you have to use an attorney that knows what you're about, that knows what you do as a passion, maybe for a living, but if you have needs, get with Ed Harney at dragracelawyer.com. All right, uh, JP, we've got a little bit of action here. We've got quite a bit of action to catch up on, actually. We've got the NHRA national event that happened in St. Louis. We've got an NHRA double divisional for Division Three in St. Louis. 
moving west to Tulsa, we have really a, a divisional and a half, not divisional, they run uh, national events for the Midwest Drag Racing Series, but we've got an event and a half there. So let's get to it. I was lucky enough to be at the national event in St. Louis where the weather was awesome. Um, it was absolutely packed. There was just a bunch of great racing. And you mentioned it earlier, Darian Bosch getting it done in top dragster. They did not have top sportsmen there, which is criminal. I mean, it is criminal on the NHRA's part yeah. to not have top sportsmen in St. Louis, brother. Doesn't make any sense, but um, yeah, it looked like it was a great event. Uh, another sold out event for NHRA, I think. So, um, the way for that. yeah, the way I understand it, and I, I get it, the weather plays a pretty decent part of this thing, but the way I understand it, that is the ninth sellout that they've had on tour this year, which is pretty significant. Um, given, I mean, I think anytime they sell out, you know, half of their events in a year, like that's pretty good. Uh, certainly coming off COVID, all the things that we've, you know, had to deal with here recently, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. I think people just want to be outside when it's nice nowadays and, you know, what, what better place to be than a drag race? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like it was, and th those of you listening for a long time know that's my home track. That is, uh, you know, it, it feels like home and, and I get to hang out with my mom and dad a little bit when I go back there. So that is uh, really great stuff. Um, so the weather was great. The racing was awesome. And Darian Bosch takes his top dragster. He's dialed a 618 in the final over Ed Dudley, who's dialed a 616. So, I mean, this was a, this was a top dragster event where the fans there had to be going, these cars are unbelievable. Like they're loud and they're fast and they stage up quick. Like they had to be going, Hey, this is, this is great stuff. And there were a lot of fans that were there for the national event that stuck around to watch Darian Bosch. Um, and Ed Dudley had a great life too, but Darian Bosch um, takes a stripe and wins his fourth national event Wally. So, I mean that from the top dragster side, uh, Darian gets another national event win in St. Louis. So congrats to him. And, and uh, and mom, the boss as well. So um, good for the whole Bosch family that way. Oh yeah, yeah. Darren's <clears> kicking <throat> butt and taking names, and uh, it's always good to see two good, good fast cars in the final, and let them guys get out there and go go at it. Yeah, Ed's Ed's a local, and I think he, you know, um, uh, we, you know, probably feels like he had a great chance there, and uh, he's he's knocking on the door. He'll get another one here soon. But uh, most of those guys then stuck stuck around and stayed for the double divisional the week after, which just got finished up uh, last week. So I mean, a lot of those guys rolled in on a you know Wednesday or a Thursday, ran the national event and top dragster, hung out for two or three days, then ran a double divisional which was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the weird thing is the weather got really cold. It was beautiful for the national event and then got really cold for the divisional. So um, the track crew was on point. They really worked hard to make sure that track was good and the cars got down. So in top dragster, there were 36 cars there for the first end of the divisional. And the bump was 647. So, I mean, these guys were getting down in top dragster, JP. 
Absolutely. They were getting after it. Um, like I said, the good, cold, go-fast weather. It's a good time of the year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, the number one qualifier there was Dennis Brown. He's from New Pal, Indiana, which is a uh, suburb of Indianapolis. And he goes 6'11 at 230 miles an hour. I mean, absolutely flying. But the winner was yeah. Al Kenny, who you mentioned earlier, um, knocking on the door for the national championship race. Um, when G- Greg Rice goes red in the final. So congrats to Al Kenny for getting that done. Um, on the on the backside, um, yeah, that's uh, g- getting it done there from that standpoint. Um, on the top sportsman side, it was really fast as well. There were 40 cars. There were um, 40 cars, JP. So, I mean, that that's, again, where I say, like, Man, if if they would just let them run top sportsman there in St. Louis, they would have got a great yeah, deal for that as well. They'd have had a, they probably would have had forty there too. And uh, you know the bump was good; like the the cars were fast. So the bump is a six ninety seven, right? It's not U.S. Nationals uh, fast, but it is fast. And um, Glenn Butcher, no surprise, six fourteen with a nine at two hundred eight miles an hour. So he's uh, didn't even have the you know, the coals to it on the top end. No, he's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy. (laughs) He goes 614 at 208, which is just, yeah, he's got to, he's got to choke up a little bit. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) So Glenn goes number one, you know, doing his thing. Uh, uh, but then your winner is Darian Bosch in his Jerry Haas Camaro over Bruce Duncan. So think about this. Darian is double O two, um, and essentially locks out Bruce. Uh, Darian wins his ninth Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series Wally, um, and really what Darian has to do at this point is increase his Wally shelf holding budget because he's got yep. four on the national side, nine on the divisional side, and it does not look like that is stopping anytime soon. He's gonna have to build a trophy room. Um, he's definitely on fire right now. Absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, um, kind of insane how good he's been. And he's such a, I mean, he's, he's a young dude. Like, I mean, he's not, he's not old and grizzled like we are, you know, that's the thing. I mean, he's, uh, he is, um, he's a young guy. And so I would say he definitely is up his, uh, his budget for that. Um, on the top dragster side for, for round two of this thing, the second half of the divisional, Greg Rice goes red in the in the final. The first one comes back out and says, guys, I will take your number one spot. I'm going 6-10 with a five for the number one spot there. Um, so wow. impressive on his hand, on his side. Uh, but in the end, it was Zach Sackman. Zach is really good over Todd Datweller. Um Zach is 18 on the tree, dead six, really um, kind of locks out Todd at that point. And that is six Wallies for Zach Sackman, too. So we've got good young talent in both uh, top dragster, top sportsman, all this stuff. I mean, really pretty impressive. On the uh, on the top sportsman side, then this back half of that, Darian Bosch going number one because Glenn Butcher, I guess. um, you know, was tired hitting the brakes. I'm not sure, but uh, Darian goes 614 at 232 <laughs> miles an hour. So, yeah, well, 
So, so we know somebody had to foot in it all, all the way. <laughs> right. I don't. Right. I mean, think about that. Glenn is Glenn is you know a good uh, what fifteen miles an hour plus slower. I mean, they just yeah. taking it easy. So yeah, it's interesting. I would not have guessed that the top sportsman side would have sped up quite you know like and got to that six ten index quite like it has this year, but it it has. In a, in a big way, um, but your winner, your winner was Frank Vlope, um over Alan Hebert when Alan goes red, and so we heard Frank on here earlier. Um, really, an impressive car, an impressive guy, and that is his third Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series Wally and second this season. So, congrats to him as well. Um, uh, now, hats off, Frank. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even if it is a Mustang, right? Even if it is a Mustang. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> um, moving west uh, for under the Midwest Drag Racing Series banner, um, they had a little bit of um, a weather in Grand Bend, and they needed to finish up. So they had finished the top sportsman side there, but they needed to get top dragster done. So they did that before they went um to their to their actual event and the winner was carl jones over delania whiteley uh jones is 10 on the tree two above for a 30 total um which was not i mean was just barely enough because delania was 30 total as well uh, but carl jones gets in front by one ten thousandths to win that race so I mean, I mean, what a race! I mean, what a race between those two to to finish up the Grand Bend event. Um, so congrats to Carl Jones for getting that done in an absolute drag race there. On the uh, then they then they started JP. Then they actually started the Throwdown in T Town event, and you know they had they run top dragster, they run top sportsman on the top dragster side. Your winner was Bob Henry in his Farmers Insurance top dragster ride over Jeremy Maples. I mean, this is impressive. Bob is 002, dead seven, nine total. He did not leave much room for Jeremy, who was uh, eight on the tree, a very respectable, but uh, just you know didn't. Couldn't squeeze in the the one thou there to get it done. So congrats to Bob yeah. Henry, a very impressive racer. Um, just continually gets it done. I mean, he just continually gets it done. Been on the show, good friend of the show, and uh, man, very impressive. So congrats to Bob. Yeah, that's a good lap. Usually, going <laughs> not many people gonna be able to get inside of that. So, well, in the final too, right? I mean, like that that is stones. I mean, it really is to do that in the final. Um, and then, and then on the top sportsman side was a, they had a really good final as well. So your winner was Mark Griffin over Jimmy Jimmy Lewis, former U.S. Nationals champ. Um, and Mark in his beautiful full-bodied '68 Camaro dialed 440s. I mean, JP, we're gonna have to have him on to talk about that car as well because that thing it appears to be like. Steel roof and quarters, steel doors. I mean, the whole thing. I, I don't know that it is, but it it sure looks like it. He's got door handles and everything, which is, yeah, um, you know, a little bit unorthodox. But he's dialed four forties, so I, I gotta I gotta talk to this dude. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good looking car, and it's not your typical. 
it doesn't look like your typical top sportsman car, and it and it runs really really good for you know not being your typical top sportsman car. <laughs> right. I mean, um, yeah. So we'll have to at some point dig into that a little bit because uh, a little bit uh, a little bit different what we see, but we like it. So congrats to all those winners in the Midwest Drag Racing Series. Um, getting that done. I think they've got one more event, and then they'll wrap up their year. But uh, congrats to all those guys. So next week we'll cover that uh, win in, or that divisional out in Famoso, and we'll just see what happens. I mean, we'll see if the extra cash, the extra lettuce, the extra cheese, a little bit of a little bit of greenery out there helps the cause and gets some get some more cars in the in the gate. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we're not talking about some more movement in the points somewhere you know you know we're gonna have to uh talk about it and uh follow up on that next week whoa let's get out of the groove for just a minute and talk about something that was really good news uh for drag racing as a whole and good for the association JP Dodge came out and announced uh, this week that they were not going to jump into NASCAR. Uh, There was some rumor that they were going to uh, make a foray into NASCAR, which of course would drain some of the marketing dollars away from drag racing and in the roundy round world, which, uh, you know, like we can deal with, but we don't love. And from that standpoint, <clears throat> I think that was really good news. I mean, obviously, Tony Stewart Racing has a great relationship with those guys. And from our, our standpoint, the more the better. The more eyeballs, the better. The more sponsorships, the better. But, I mean, I, that was really good news. Yeah, hats off to Dodge for um, deciding to stay with drag racing. That's, that's awesome. Uh, really, really glad to hear that. Um, and that's, a, that's, a, that's definitely a good, good deal for NHRA. I'm not a Mopar guy. Like nobody's going to accuse me of being a Mopar guy, but you have to give them credit for putting out some, you know, some muscle cars. And you know, outside of this new electric, whatever mobile that they're trying to push <laughs> on us now, but I mean, they have been good for the sport. Like right, they've been good for the sport. They, um, I think, in their soul, like they get it. And, and yeah. they could have been swayed. Like they could have been swayed to go over and uh, go in circles. But absolutely, they um they've been around forever. So that's and, it, and so it's good. Um, I, I'm not a Mopar guy myself either, but they have been around forever. I mean, and that's basically what all the the two top classes in the in the NHR eight. I mean, that's what their engines are based off of. So right, you know, Hemi. It's good to see good to see them out there. The the only <clears throat> like we see that uh, fat kid running around there going it thing got a Hemi you know like we yeah. see that on all the time but uh, thank goodness we don't have to see that that uh, guy anymore but I do like it that we're gonna see more of the Hemis and more Dodge um, and Mopar madness in the association. All right, as we hit the mile per hour cone, JP, what is going fast and what do we need to talk about this week? Rex, we got to talk about Brittany Force. Um, wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, did you did you know, or did you, this catch you off guard like it caught me off guard? Uh, totally caught me off guard. I knew that they had had that thing running fast, but I didn't realize they basically owned <laughs> the the running fast. Well, this uh, is the fastest human on the planet. Is what this is. I mean, yes. when we talk about Britney Force, we're talking about the fastest human on the planet. And for our listeners who were equally as caught off guard as what I was and and JP was, let me let me give you this little stat: Britney Force holds every spot in the top ten fastest top fuel runs in NHRA history. She's not kind of fast, and you didn't hear that as. She owns the top fastest run in NHRA history. She owns the entire top 10. She's the fastest human on the planet. Like, it, this is ridiculous. It's it's absolutely insane. Her The top speed is 338.43, which she did this past weekend in St. Louis or at the national event there. Um, when, when she goes really slow, she goes 336. Uh, point ninety one, it which she did in Charlotte a couple weeks back, but how does one person own the entire top ten? That's amazing. Uh, David Grubnick apparently, um, <laughs> he he's got the thing carrying the mail. Um, it kind of makes me think. Of, I think back when they first went to a thousand foot, I think they asked Don Perdome would it slow him down, and it was Don Perdome one of them, or maybe it was Coletta, and he said, "No, nah, we'll just run them harder." Right. <laughs> Right, right. He said they'll figure out a way to run them hard to a thousand foot. Trust me. I I mean, give Grubby a lot of credit. And obviously, Brittany is uh, is is wheeling that thing. So I mean, obviously, it's her record and taking nothing away from her. But uh, Grubby is doing an amazing job because most of these, well, they're all here in the last three years, but most of them are in the last two years. And I mean, there is no AB. There, there is no Tony Schumacher. There's, there's no Leah. Pr- what, what is? How is this possible that this one human is dominating? Uh, what is the greatest class of our sport? I mean, it is. It, truthfully, it caught me off guard, and it shocks me. Yeah, they definitely haven't figured out. Um, uh, they definitely haven't figured out how to get it all to the ground because the thing is absolutely hollow. Yeah, I mean, and, um, you know, I've, I've made mention uh, with Courtney before. You know, Courtney is uh, married to Graham Ray Hall, and Graham, a great racer in his own right, but she gets to go home every night and say, I'm, I'm faster than you. Like, uh, why don't you speed up another 100 miles an hour and catch up to me? <laughs> and uh, but, but Brittany, I mean, I, I don't know what her relationship status is. That's not really anything I track, but... Um, Whoever it is 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 likely two two hundred plus miles an hour slower probably, on their probably, best yeah, day. Probably a little slow. <laughs> uh, yeah, give give her credit. Um, it caught me off guard. Um, it's not something I track. Obviously, fuel you know top fuel is not something uh, I track a lot of. But it did catch me off guard, and maybe it caught our listeners off guard as well. But it is. Uh, I mean, it's something to um, to really, uh, you know, to to go. Man, this is very impressive, and uh, you know, a little curtsy, a little curtsy to Britney Force for being not only the fastest but just dominating 
top fuel right now in terms of top speed. Yep, definitely getting it done. All right, let's bring this thing back in. Let's take a peek in the other lane. Let's do it. Let's take the stripe. Guys, girls, that is the show. It is time to pull the shoots on episode number 105. And there it is. There's the wind light. That's exactly what we're looking for. And Gloria. JP, how, how sweet does that sound? It just it's so it gets, gets sweeter every time. <laughs> it really does. Uh, it really does. I think, you know, in honor of... Uh, of Gloria and Laura Brannigan. I think I, I think I need to get like a huge disco ball and uh, you know just put in the shop like a, just like the one she stands next to in the video. Like it, it'd be good. Get disco balls. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I think they still make them. I think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, we disco balls aside, we had a great week this week. Um, we had a great guest on too. Frank Wolf was awesome, was he not? awesome guest uh great talking to him and learning all about him and, and his mustang yeah i don't know how often we want to do that though i mean uh, how often do we really want to have mustang guys on the show i, I don't know <laughs> frank was great though frank was great it's a nice thought nice <laughs> you gonna have one at least have a nice one that's right that's right um Guys, girls, if you have comments, questions, or curse words for JP or myself, please use the Facebook page, Messenger, and we will respond. We are uh, always excited to hear your feedback, mostly. Some of you need to uh, behave, but most of you, we love hearing from you. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Keep the rubber side down. And travel safe. So I looked it up, and it appears that uh, Brittany is uh, off the uh, available list. It says that uh, Jim Underco asked her to marry, uh, asked her to marry him. Uh, well, good for Jim, uh, and thank you for that information. But good for Jim; he is going to be married. I'm assuming she said yes, right? Is that what you're saying? That she says they're that? engaged. That's oh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. According according to the internet, so it must be correct. You know what I mean. Says he says he's in charge of the blowers for all the cars or something like that. Okay, will be a reason for the speed, <laughs> right? So he like he's contributing for the family. I like that, um, and good for him. Uh, Jim is engaged to the fastest human on the planet. That is that's amazing. Like uh, who 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 can say that? Nobody. I mean, there's only one guy, Jim. <gasps> Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. 
Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing.